welcome to the podcast, Biblical Questions. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. If you're new to the podcast, I would please encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. There you can find out a lot more information about us. We have a statement of faith. We have links to our social media accounts, uh, a prayer request play page. Uh, if you have a Bible question, uh, you can certainly submit it through our webpage as well. If you would also like to support us, we appreciate your prayer. Uh, prayer is a great thing. We certainly believe in the power of prayer. Also, there is a uh, page there on our webpage there. You can click on to support us as well. If that was something you would really like to do, we'd appreciate all the help we can get. Today, again, we're going to just kind of do an overview of the Book of Lamentations. You know, we do get quite a bit of email, and somebody did request that we kind of do more overviews of books. They really enjoy that. And the other one was all the uh, comments, positive comments, over the... Uh, basic terms of, of the Bible and what they mean. And, you know, I was talking to a, a good friend the other day who actually listens to the podcast, and he said, you know, we, we forget those things sometimes. We get so far down the road, we forget kind of where we started. So he found it refreshing, and we appreciated that very much. And we're going to look at Lamentations. So if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it and follow along. I also know I always tell you how to go get a digital one free off the internet. You can do that off of our webpage as well, where you can click on the daily Bible verse. It will take you to a webpage there, and you can choose your version, your language that you're more comfortable with. But I, I say this uh, about the freeness of this webpage and use. I use it from time to time. There is not going to be anything that will substitute a hard copy of a Bible. If you can afford it, I would certainly encourage you to get one. Uh, I believe at some point in time, uh, that webpage, probably this one as well, could be shut off by the government. They will not want you and I talking about Christ and things. So, uh, just something to be in the back of your mind. I'm trying not to be... Uh, a political statement uh, or conspiracy theorist type podcast at all just trying to be realistic and honest and i think that's something that we all need to consider we need to be praying about as well again we're going to look at uh, lamentations and so uh, jewish tradition has lamentations uh, credited to jeremiah that he wrote it, he is an eyewitness of the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, but whoever wrote this book really had a clear view of the destruction of Jerusalem as it was being destroyed by Babylon. Lamentations begins with this word, alas. And it has this meaning of, of sorrow, of grief, or apprehension of evil. Lamentations tells us about God's faithfulness, but it does not gloss over the evil and the suffering that we have to endure here on earth. Lamentations describes just about every type of evil that you can think of that people have ever had to go through and endure. Of course, war and destruction, rape, pillaging, burning, 
human trafficking, starvation, cannibalism, uh, and all of these are described and lamented over in this book. And so, again, here we are. Chapter 1 describes uh, the city's destruction. In chapter 2, it explains God's righteous judgment against Judah. Chapter 3, Jeremiah expresses his own personal suffering. Chapter 4 focuses on the, uh, the direct, the specific suffering of the Jerusalem citizens themselves. And then chapter 5 gives a, a plea for God's mercy. The Book of Lamentations is a series, really, of five dirges. In other words, uh, a funeral poem. Hebrew poetry is different from most Western poetry, which tends to rhyme at the end of the lines. Hebrew poetry uses similar consonants at the beginning of each line. So if you were to look at this book as literature, you're going to see something here I think is very interesting. The book consists of five poems, and it is divided into five chapters. Four of the poems consist of 22 verses each. And if you could read it in the Hebrew language, you would see each verse starts with the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. This is true all but for chapter 3. And chapter 3 is the central uh, poem. Uh, chapter 3 is three times as long. It is uh, 66 verses long. Each letter is used three times in succession. Now, I think it's interesting that this poem is three times as long and one-third of the halfway you know, through uh, this pivotal point, if you would say, the center verse of Lamentations here. And we're going to read that. This is going to be the significance of this verse and why I find it amazing that God knows what he's doing here as he puts us in the middle of Lamentations. So Lamentations chapter 3 verses 19 and 20. Remember my affliction and my wandering, the wormwood and bitterness. Surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. And then all of a sudden, if you keep reading here in verse 21, Jeremiah, he suddenly uh, changes directions. Verse 21 says, this I, I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Verse 22, the Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There's a uh, Christian song, we used to sing it a lot years ago. And it's based off of these uh, verses. Great is your faithfulness. This, again, is the hinge of this book where Jeremiah's thoughts are suddenly turned from despair to hope. And in today's podcast, I, I want to try to focus on 
uh, these verses again in the middle of Lamentations, because this is the central message of Lamentations. No matter how bad life gets, God can give us hope, even in the middle of despair. And here is where Jeremiah, he placed his mind on. He puts it on hope. And Jeremiah will find this hope because, first of all, God's mercies are new every morning. In the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah has been singing the blues. In fact, if you would look at the first verse in chapter 3, he says, I am a man who has seen affliction. You know, it kind of reminds me of an old song uh, years ago came out in a movie. Oh, brother, where art thou? I'm a man of constant sorrows. I see trouble all my days. You know, how many of us have been through this type of a, of, of affection? Uh, trouble and pain and suffering seems like all my days are just nothing but pain and suffering and maybe we all at one time or another maybe you are right now singing the blues and for most of my listeners they're outside the u.s that would be a great number of them now uh, the blue just means you're feeling down just you're kind of depressed but maybe if you've ever wondered if God is really faithful. Have, have you ever felt like that? If you're honest with yourself, you're probably going to say, yeah, um, I, I've wondered that a few times. Maybe you felt like uh, God has forsaken you. You know, even Christians have that moment where they, they feel that way. Have you ever felt like everything you, you care about has been taken away? Or perhaps you have no reason to live. You ever felt like you're just in constant pain and you just cannot find release? Whether that's physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, it just seemed like that pain is just never going to go away. Your prayers. You ever felt like your prayers are just cold or they're going nowhere? They're, they just never seem to be answered. You have more unanswered prayers and questions than you have solved with answered prayers. Have you ever thought and felt like no one understands your pain? Or perhaps your life is just hopeless. You know, there's an old song in the, in the, in the lyrics that's sung by Elvis Presley. He says in there, after love is gone and after loneliness, there is nothing left to feel. You know, feeling pretty lonely can be really, really a drag. It's just not fun. You know, in Jeremiah, if you really study Jeremiah in his life, he felt very hopeless a lot. And if you and I have ever had those feelings, then we can identify with Jeremiah. And, and we can learn from Jeremiah, it, it's okay to be brutally honest with God. It's okay to honestly express your feelings. I mean, Jeremiah did. 
However, I don't think it's okay to stay there and hover there for a long time. I mean, it it's healthy to express your tr- true feelings to God, but let's try not to get stuck there. I, I mean, at one time, God, uh, Jeremiah tells God, I ain't preaching no more, because every time I do, uh, I, I find myself in jail, I get thrown in a cistern, or I get beat, or wh- whatever. It's just no fun. But as soon as Jeremiah would turn around and say that, he'd say, oh, the fire's burning in my bones. I have to tell the people about God. You know, I recall a man years ago who used to come up to me on a regular basis. I I think he came up to me to rehearse his troubles. and, And I use that word rehearse on purpose because I think that's exactly what he did. Every time he would would tell me the same set of complaints, he could recite it exactly the same way every time on cue. I I almost had it memorized, word for word, what he would say next. And I was a little younger then, a little inexperienced perhaps, but it didn't take me very long to realize that this endless rehearsal of troubles was really getting him nowhere. And, and I'm not really sure what kind of godly advice I could have gave him that I did not already do uh, to help this man. I mean, I would give him the advice. I would show him in the scriptures the answers to his questions. But it always seemed like to me he was looking for somebody to put an approval on what he wanted in his decisions and not necessarily those who would have been in the best interest of his family, his church, or his walk with God. We have to be careful when we try to start justifying ourselves. Like a computer, all computers have a default to a certain setting. And some of us have this setting of despair default. If we do not reset our minds. We're going to spiral down into despair. We need to take a cue here from Jeremiah and really just kind of snap out of it. And, and yet, I, I call to mind, and, and therefore I have hope because God's mercies are new every morning. I mean, Jeremiah is reminding himself of the mercy of God. Hey, you know, it's been really terrible what I've witnessed it's been really horrible what I've gone through. I've watched people die and suffer and children going hungry and, and the city that he truly loved, his hometown, Jerusalem, being destroyed. But yet these mercies are new every morning. What if you and I woke up every morning to find uh, our wallet just full of money, the car full of gas, and the refrigerator, the... Uh, the pantry, all full of food. Your body, you know, as you age, kind of is less perfect condition. All of a sudden you walk up and, boy, you're really in shape and everything's good. And But in reality, is this, tr- is this what we need to be doing? There is a spiritual thing with God and His compassion and His mercies. And the thing is, you and I can never use them up. We can use up the gas in the cars, 
we can eat all of our food out of the pantry, and we can spend all of our money out of the wallet. And it's not necessarily going to be refilled unless you go to work or somebody gives it to you. But did you catch all this? I mean, here's Jeremiah. Notice this. And in Lamentations 3, 24 and 26. Notice what Jeremiah says. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. You see, second of all here, I mean, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. And waiting is not necessarily an easy thing. I I, I got a thing going on in my life. I've been waiting almost six months for an answer from somebody. I don't get why they just don't give me one. But perhaps they have by their silence. But God's blessings. They may not come early, but they never come late either. God's blessings, when we need them, they're not early and they're not late. God gives us what we need today. If we needed more, he would give us more. If we needed something else, he will give us something else as well. Nothing that we truly need will ever be withheld from us. God is faithful. It does not mean that we will not have to endure seasons of grief. Remember C.S. Lewis, he described his own painful experience of grieving after the death of his wife. He said he discovered that there was nothing we can do with suffering except to suffer it. He described the times when he felt as if God had abandoned him. You know, C.S. Lewis said that when you turn to God for help in your deepest grief, if something feels as if a door has slammed in your face, with a sound of a bolting and double bolting of that door on the inside. And after that, silence. Nothing. Pure silence. You know, that's how Jeremiah felt. Continuing here in chapter 3, verse 28. Let him sit alone and be silent, since he has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust, and perhaps there is hope. For the Lord will not reject forever. Verse 33. For if he causes grief, then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. You see, Jeremiah kind of catches himself in a, in a no-win type situation. Uh, we might say a catch-22 in America. He... He needed God to comfort him in his grief, but he could not feel God's comfort because of his overwhelming grief. In spite of all of this, Jeremiah he, he is continuing to say, there may be yet hope, for no one is cast off by God forever. Though he, he brings grief, he will show compassion, so great is his unfailing love. We can have hope in the middle of despair because a third thing here is 
God's unfailing love. We can have hope and peace even in the middle of a disaster because God's unfailing love for us. This short poem sums it up. I mean, look at yourself and you will be, you know, you can be depressed. You can look at all the circumstances, excuse me, and you will be distressed. Look at the Lord and you will be blessed. Verse 33 says, God does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. When we have gone through troubles, we, we need to remember this. No matter how we feel at the moment, we are never alone. Our loving Father is always with us, even in times when we cannot feel his presence. Jesus even makes this statement in Matthew 28 to his disciples as he's about to return home. Matthew 28 verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I command you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Years ago, I was a chaplain on a fire department, and, and I recall going through some of the training on the different apparatuses, and, and the instructor, he tried to teach us, if we got trapped in the fire, what should we do? Well, he said, remain calm. Even with a building falling down around you, to lay low and if needed, breathe slowly to save your oxygen in your tank bottle. Even if that alarm's going off and saying, hey, your apparatus is out of air, stay still and breathe slowly. He had been in this type of situation before and he had survived the structure fire that he was trapped inside. You know, amazingly, he was located and rescued several uh, moments later after he said all this really took place. But the rescue team said most people in those circumstances and panic and would quickly use up what remaining oxygen they had in their tank. They said by he, him staying calm, he survived. He made it through. And the, the trainer claimed his peace came from focusing on one thing, amazingly, God's faithfulness. In fact, he explained it, and he focused in, on his prayers. When we would have prayer in our fire department meeting, we always had a prayer after we got back, you know, that we were all safe and, that, and things. And so we, we, we really appreciated God taking care of us. So I'm going to wrap this up here. In Lamentations 3.53, again, Jeremiah describes an experience similar to that of the fire instructor I just told you about. Jeremiah's enemies, they throw him in a pit, in a pit. they throw stones at him. Then he said the waters closed over his head, and he thought he was about to die. Here is Jeremiah's reaction. I called your name, Lord, from the depths of the pit. You came near when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. You, Lord, took up my case. You redeemed my life. If you're going through troubles and grief, sorrows today, let, let this really kind of a sad book of lamentations let it lift your spirits because that's really 
the other side of the coin, as we might say. There is hope found in every despair. We can't wait for all this confidence, but we have to put it in God. Our hope has to go to God. His mercies are new every morning. His love is unfailing. And all we have to do to have such a blessing is call on Him. Be a faithful follower. Study the Word of God. Have a prayer life. Find a, a church group that is teaching the entire Bible. From the words in the beginning to the Amen and Revelation. So many groups anymore, everywhere I go, they just, they just hang on one topic or the other, and they don't teach the entire Word of God. And I find that really sad. Because the entire Word of God will give us all the hope. It is a story of love from our Creator, who wants us to be with Him forever. He wants to forgive us of our sins he wants to cleanse us with that blood from Calvary's cross. There, that should give us our hope of eternal life. We truly need to be focused on Christ. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I certainly hope you will hit that like button and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Be sure to go to our webpage and, and click on our Facebook page there. We have a link to that, uh, several other different uh, social media accounts. Follow us on those. We post different things from time to time about uh, prayer requests to what is going on around the world, the persecution of Christians and uh, things that we think that are important to the church to, uh, folks to be looking at, paying attention to. It is so easy to get wrapped up in work and with family and kids and sports and you, you know families trying to have babies and, and go to doctors with the elderly page, uh, parents life is busy and it doesn't really seem to matter what part of the world you live in because I've been in many different countries some of the uh, cultures are are easier to necessarily to live in less complicated it's uh, some have put it, then, then America, uh, the Western world. But w trouble is trouble. Struggles are struggles, and it doesn't matter where you are in life and where you live on this planet. Again, thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. Please make sure you uh, follow us each week. Get an alert on your favorite app as we release our podcast weekly. We try to make that every Saturday. Uh, morning Chicago time for those uh, who are wondering occasionally we get that question in an email thank you again may God bless you and may he have the glory